Hello, this is Shubhang from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 23rd of November. A high-ranking leader of terror outfit Lashkar-e-Taiba was among two terrorists killed at Jammu and Kashmir's Rajouri district today in an encounter with security forces, the Indian Army said. An official statement issued by the army said, and I quote, one terrorist named Kuari has been killed in an ongoing operation. The individual is a Pak national. He has been trained on the Pak and Afghan front. He is a highly ranked terrorist leader of Lashkar-e-Taiba, unquote. The terrorists had been active in the Rajori Poonj region along with their group over the past year. Today was the second day of the ongoing encounter between terrorists and security forces in the Rajori district. Both sides exchanged heavy gunfire. In the gunfight, an Indian Army soldier was also killed. Yesterday, four army personnel, including two captains, were killed and two others were injured. A total of five soldiers have been killed in the operation so far. The slain army personnel have been identified as Captain M.V. Pranjal, Captain Shubham Gupta, Havaldar Abdul Majid, Lance Naik Sanjay Bisht and paratrooper Sachin Lor. Within the next 10 days, the central government will release a clear actionable plan to tackle deep fakes and misinformation, Union Minister Ashwini Vaishnav said today. His statement came after his meeting with social media and AI companies. The government will also begin drafting a new regulation to deal with deepfakes. Vaishnav said the plan will have four pillars, detection of deepfakes and deep misinformation, prevention of detected deepfakes and misinformation by removing or reducing their vitality, strengthening the reporting mechanisms and awareness. The new legislation could be released through a new act, new rules or amendment to existing rules, said Vaishnav. He added that the new regulation will also undergo a public consultation. He said all the social media companies agreed that labelling and watermarking of deepfakes was necessary. The central government became vocal about tackling deepfakes after a fake video of actor Rasmika Mandana went viral, triggering social media outrage. Last week, Prime Minister Narendra Modi expressed concerns over the misuse of technology and artificial intelligence to create deepfakes. Modi said that the media can play a role in raising awareness. He restated these concerns at the opening of the virtual summit of G20 nations on Wednesday. The Prime Minister said, and I quote, The world is worried about the negative effects of AI. India thinks that we have to work together on the global regulations for AI. Understanding how dangerous deepfake is for society and individuals, we need to work forward. We want AI should reach the people. It must be safe for society, unquote. Listeners, social media is well known for blurring fact with fiction. Take the case of Alt News fact checker Mohammad Zubair. A viral video online claims he sexually abused co-inmates when he was imprisoned at Sitapur jail. The man behind the video is Vikas Chaturvedi, top office bearer of a Hindutva group called Rashtriya Hindu Sher Sena. The group had filed a police complaint against Zubair in June last year. Over the years, Chaturvedi has built a reputation for sharing fake news online. To know more about this new hate campaign against Zubair with its wild claims about his time in jail, check out my colleague Pratik Goyal's story on the News Laundry website. We're able to bring you our reports and interviews because you've got our back. Head on to newslaundry.com and pick a contribution amount of your choice. The Supreme Court today agreed to consider a bundle of petitions seeking a reconsideration of its verdict on same-sex marriage. 
On 17th October, the Supreme Court had refused to grant legal recognition to same-sex couples and said only parliament and state legislatures can validate the LGBTQ marital unions. Senior counsel Mukul Rohatgi requested the Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachud to ensure that the review petition comes up for consideration before five judges on 28th November. He said and I quote, "We have also sought an open hearing. It is tentatively listed on November 28th. Let it not be deleted. Apart from this, majority or minority, both views have held that there is a discrimination against LGBTQ+ couples." If there is discrimination there also has to be remedy this is why we have pressed for an open court hearing unquote the chief justice of india responded to the request stating that he was going to go through the review petitions and that the lawyer's plea for an open court hearing would be considered appropriately out of the five judges on the same sex marriage bench justice s ravindra bhat retired on 20th of october this means the cji will have to add a new judge to the bench for considering the review petitions The CJI and Justice Sanjay Kishan Kaul ruled in favor of recognition of civil unions and adoption rights. Justices Bhatt along with Hema Kohli and PS Narsimha held that the right to a civil union cannot be assigned the status of a constitutionally protected right. Their reasoning was that the right to marry has also not been given the same status. While the judges acknowledged that queerness is not an urban elitist concept, they were divided in deciding the judiciary's reach in such matters. The CJI and Justice Call had maintained that the right to enter into a union by queer couples is a constitutionally protected right. They had reiterated that the state has an obligation to recognize such civil unions and grant them benefits under law, including adoption rights. But the other three judges had overruled this view. The Election Commission today issued a show cause notice to Congress leader Rahul Gandhi for referring to Prime Minister Narendra Modi as panoti. which loosely translates to someone who brings bad luck rahul had used the word while addressing a rally in pole bound rajasthan on 21st november linking the prime minister's presence to india's defeat at the cricket world cup finals in ahmedabad the pole body has asked gandhi to appear before it by 6 pm on 25th november in connection with the jaib the notice also noted gandhi's use of the phrase jeb katra for pm modi the phrase translates to pickpocket Reacting to Rahul Gandhi's jibes, the BJP accused Gandhi of using abusive language against the Prime Minister because of his frustration over electoral losses. Demanding an apology from Gandhi for his remark, BJP leader Ravi Shankar Prasad said and I quote, "What has happened to you Rahul Gandhi? You are so troubled because of the frustration of losses that you are using abusive language against the Prime Minister of the country. Our Prime Minister loves our players and goes to boost their morale and to help them." unquote. Prasad said that the Indian team is doing well in Asiads, Olympics and Paralympics and the players of the Indian cricket team played very well and that Rahul Gandhi must apologize. In war-torn Gaza, Israel and Hamas's plan to release hostages initially intended for today was delayed as per Israeli national security adviser. The deal ensured the release of 50 hostages held by Hamas in exchange for 150 Palestinians jailed in Israel. The plans to release hostages had come amid a confirmed 4-day ceasefire brokered by Washington and Qatar for humanitarian aid. The fighting between Hamas and Israel has been going on for 7 weeks now. The tensions around the conflict have been escalating, threatening to spread across the Middle East. 
A helicopter-borne attack by Iran-backed Yemen rebels on a ship in the Red Sea has also heightened risks. The Iranian-backed militant group declared an intent to widen the conflict if the US airstrikes persisted in Iraq. US warplanes have killed multiple militants in Iraq in response to the first use of short-range ballistic missiles against US forces at Iraq's Al-Assad airbase. The back-and-forth strikes have escalated since Iranian-backed militant groups began striking U.S. facilities on 17th October, the day a blast at a Gaza hospital killed hundreds. Additionally, daily exchanges of fire have been occurring on the Lebanon-Israel border between Hezbollah and Israeli troops since the onset of the Israel-Hamas war. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has announced that the war will resume after the ceasefire expires. According to the Al Jazeera, more than 14,500 people have been killed in Gaza since October 7th. Yesterday, the Associated Press cited Hamas officials as saying that they have lost the ability to count the dead as a result of the collapse of the health system and difficulty in retrieving dead bodies. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. News Laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers. We don't run on corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed, pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.